It's kind of like the difference between like a super rich little chocolate truffle and like a king size Hershey bar. So like if you think of like a jelly donut as like a king size Hershey bar, it's maybe big and super sweet, has kind of a gel filling potentially. And these are a little bit smaller and they're super rich and it's kind of a tangy dough that's kind of light and fluffy on the inside. And then the filling inside is more like a jam or like a rich custard. So it has bits of fruit you can recognize and being totally handmade, I feel like you can really kind of taste the care and time that goes into them, especially with that kind of longer fermentation time gives it like a little bit of tanginess. So it's not just a sugar bomb. There's like a lot of complex flavors going on with them. That's Laurel Burleson, chef and owner of the Ugly Apple Cafe. I went to the cafe this afternoon after trying one of their punchki, a Polish dessert that's traditionally prepared to celebrate Fat Tuesday. The Ugly Apple is inside the Dane County Courthouse, which means you have to go through a security check and a metal detector before making your way downstairs. We're located in the lower level of the Dane County Courthouse, which is a little bit of a strange, maybe, location, but it's been great. Down here, we've been here a little over a year, and we are a cafe primarily. So breakfast and lunch, some delicious hot items. We also do pastries in-house like the punchki for today and coffee, just drip coffee and also espresso drinks, lattes, mochas, things like that too. It sounds like you guys get some pretty good business here. You said you were busy before I came in and you're kind of winding down now. Is that right? Yeah. So most of our business comes from people who work in the building or are here for jury duty or have other courthouse business, but we're open to the public. And so today was kind of a good opportunity too for people to uh, check us out who haven't been down here before. And so I'm here today because uh, you are celebrating Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you guys do to kind of mark the holiday? For me growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, Mardi Gras meant punchki, which is a Polish tradition. It's a specifically rich donut, essentially, that, for me at least, was only on Mardi Gras. And then now talking to some other kind of Polish people or people who have been to Poland, it's it's a little bit like during the what maybe in New Orleans would be like the Mardi Gras season, like between Epiphany and Fat Tuesday, which is today, leading into Lent. And from my perspective, again, as a child, it just meant that I got these amazing treats one day a year that my mom would go pick up at the bakery in town. And so I wanted to keep that alive. After moving to Madison about 10 years ago, I realized that punchki wasn't as much of a a popular tradition in Madison as it is in, in the suburbs of Chicago or in Chicago. And I've heard it's a bigger tradition in Milwaukee and some other parts of the state, but not really around here. So I wanted to continue that tradition selfishly for myself so that I could have the treat, but then also to share it with more people and realize that there was a Polish community in Madison that has been kind of asking for it over the years. And so this year we really swung for the fences and went big on it. So when you say went big, how many did you make? About 1,200 punchki, which before this, I think my record was about 600. And so, yeah, we, we just kind of went for broke and decided to see how many we could do. And it went really smoothly, actually. It was, it was great. But we started very, very, very early in the morning today. Yes. So you've had a long day then. About when did you get baker's hours, that kind of thing? 
Yeah, I mean, I usually start work here around 5, but I was here at 3.30 today, and my business partner did the midnight shift. So he arrived at midnight. He has since gone home, fortunately, but he did about a 12-hour day. And then, uh, yeah, I got here about 3.30. We had some other staff come at 4 and then uh, 6 to kind of start packing and getting everything ready for our pre-orders. So I'm curious, too, how difficult of a pastry is it to make? What's the process behind that? It's a little bit more complicated than a regular donut. Part of the tradition is to use up all the things you have in the house that you don't want tempting you during Lent. So for a a fried dough, it has butter and sugar and milk and eggs and egg yolks. And then we let it proof a few times and then cut it and let it sit for kind of a longer ferment. Like if you're thinking kind of in the realm of like sourdough, it's not a sourdough but just to give it some time to rest and build flavor. And so you have to be patient, but it's worth it. And uh, all the mixing and everything that goes into it, it's super rich dough, and then they're fried, deep fried, and then filled with custard or jam that I make also. So in that way, it was like over the weekend making vats of jam and uh, gallons of custard and having it all ready to go for today. So it sounds like it was all handmade. Everything was from scratch that you made. Yeah, that's correct. I I didn't dry the dry plums. Um, I bought those. But everything else, all the other fruits that we used, the strawberries, raspberries, currants, and apples were all local. And there were things that I got kind of through the season last year and preserved. And uh, the apples actually were still kind of wintered over from the end of the apple season because apples are amazing. <laughs> and uh, so we processed those and, and had everything ready to go. And so I know we got a nice box of them at WORT, sort of a little bit like roulette. You don't really know what filling you're going to get, and that's part of the fun. Do you have a particular favorite, or is there one that's like especially traditional? So the ones that are traditional are the, well, I call them brandied dry plum. Dried plums are prunes. I feel like Americans don't like the word prune, and I reconstituted them with some brandy and apple cider, and so it's, I thought brandied dry plum sounded maybe more appealing. But those are the most traditional ones I do. There's also a rose filling that's traditional that I have not tried, but I've heard from a few people. So maybe next year I will dig into the traditional rose filling and kind of what that looks like and and maybe try for that one. It's hard for me to choose a favorite. I kind of like them all. I feel like through the course of like making the fillings to the last few days and like sampling little bits here and there, I kept being like, man, that's good. It seems weird to say that about something you make yourself. Man, that's good. Um, this year, the apple ones turned out really nice. When I was a kid, the strawberry ones were my favorite. The Both of the custards turned out really nice this year, too. So, yeah, I don't know. That's It's tough to choose. It's tough to choose. So you mentioned that there was a dearth of this dessert when initially you would come to Madison. Um, it sounds like it was something that was in high demand in the Polish community here. What kind of response have you gotten from folks who aren't Polish or have never had them before? I've gotten a really good response. We've been testing out the recipes and things for the last couple weeks here just in the courthouse for our regulars. And there were a lot of people who were like, oh, what, what is this thing? Because the word too in Polish does not look like how it sounds. So like, what is this thing? What are these treats? What are you doing? What do you have? And I would kind of explain it to people and they would try them and, and I got a, a lot of really good feedback from them. So I think it's, it's a treat for anyone. You don't have to observe Lent or be Polish. You can, anyone can enjoy a punchki. And it sounds like there's sort of uh, like a dessert treat, sort of like something that you eat 
as sort of like a last thing before you're fasting or moving away from certain foods. Would you recommend it more as like a breakfast item or a dessert? And then what would you serve it with? Oh, either. I think, I mean, in my memory, it was always like a breakfast treat, but they definitely are rich enough to be a dessert for sure. And then a, a cup of coffee, I think would be perfect. If you don't like coffee, then, hmm. You know, here in Wisconsin, I always go for milk. That yeah, might be good. Tea? Yeah, it could just be a glass of milk. I think that would be especially delicious maybe with a chocolate one. You mentioned, too, I think you have some leftover that people can come pick up if they want to continue eating them. They're not necessarily observing Lent. So if they want to come in tomorrow, is that accurate? Probably not tomorrow, but if, you, if you're not observing Lent and you missed out on today, on Saturday I'll have some for pre-order pickup at Pasture and Plenty. And those are four packs with a bourbon vanilla bean custard, dark chocolate custard, the brandy dry plum, and the raspberry currant, and those are kind of preset. And on Sunday, I'll be at the Femstival at Garver Feed Mill. I think it's from 11 to 4. The information's online for that too, but then I'll have kind of an assortment, whatever I have left, fillings-wise, with some punchki to sell there too. Is there anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? Well, we're open down here Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 1.30, the grill is usually closes down around 1.30 and then we close the gates at 2. We're open to the public and we do tons of fresh stuff for breakfast and lunch and try to do some things that are fun and have a special every day and switch it up. And if people aren't familiar with the Ugly Apple in general, I started seven years ago trying to utilize farmers overstock and seconds kind of any way I can, first with my food cart and then now in the cafe. And so we try to keep that ethos alive of of buying as much as we can from local farmers and as much as we can seconds or things that would go to waste and then trying to give them new life. That was Laurel Burleson, chef and owner of the Ugly Apple Cafe in the Dane County Courthouse.